Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Torepko. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. trophy for this remarkable young Norwegian a fifth ATP Tour title this year it's a master in Miami and the first from Poland to win a Masters 1000 you are the first Italian to lose your final year at Wimbledon Sunday is a big day for Italian sports congratulations Try to describe your feeling reaching a 22 years old, your first ever Grand Slam final here in Roland Garros. An incredible achievement. It is a fifth Masters 1000 title for the German, who is just grinning with confidence right now. Unbelievable mastery of this whole court. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It's the tour finals. They are upon us once more. Hope you like the intro. That's a little bit of a taste of what we're going to be seeing over the next few days. We got the best eight players on the tour from 2021. They're going head to head to find out 
who is going to end up the champion for the first time in Turin in Italy. How are you doing, JG? Yeah, well, not the best, mate. I'm not very well. I've been in bed all day, um, but I'm bringing myself out for this one because it is a big podcast. Like you say, ATP finals time. It's come around again, uh, sort of signaling the end of another year. And it's been a fantastic year. We're going to get into all of the highlights of the year when we do sort of a roundup show later on. Um, in, I think next month time we'll be doing that. But now yeah. we do have a big event in the ATP finals. Great intro, by the way. That's the first time I've seen the intro. Uh, I really liked how you sort of brought all the players in and some nice overlays. So good job there, Ben. No and uh, as you can see, we've got the eight players right above us, right here. Who's going to win it? We'll be finding out on this podcast according to uh, Game to Love, our thoughts, if that means anything to you. But before we get into our predictions, let's just go through some of the logistics of the event. Of course, it is going to be in Turin. That's a new venue for this one. We're used to seeing it in the O2. Um, is that actually Turin you've got there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so what's that when there was just... Well, like, I'm guessing there's just one online. There. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's interesting though. Quite a nice little yeah. uh, graphic there. Um, it's going to be very interesting because the fact that we're now playing in Italy, no more London. Uh, and we do have an Italian in the ranks uh, there. Obviously, Matteo Berrettini. Uh, no Yannick Sinner. He didn't quite make it there. Fell down at the final hurdle, it would seem. But there are some really good other players that have taken his place. Uh, Hubi Hercatch being one of them. Casper Rude, as you saw in that intro, five titles. Yeah. Quite an incredible year he's had. Uh, and I don't think he would have seen himself in these tour finals at the beginning of this year, that's for sure. It's a different kind of tour finals. I know there's been a lot made of the group of eight. I've seen it on Twitter there's been obviously all the images going around. I think we've, maybe we can show one of them. I know you've got some there yeah. um, of sort of the different images of the eight of them. This one. There we go. Yeah, that would do. <laughs> so you've got them here. And it's just like there's so many historic photos in the past. Some people are a bit negative on this saying, well, is this really what the future of the sport is? But I think you've got to give these guys a chance. It's, it's quite refreshing to see so many young faces. Yeah. Um, but right in the middle, Novak Djokovic still doing it. He's still there, still number one, and uh, probably the one to beat still after beating Medford recently in Paris. So that's just credit to him. And I'm, for one, I'm not negative about it. I like this. Um, it is disheartening not to see Rafa there. Of course, I'm a big Rafa fan. Um, yeah. He's not done great at them anyway, so it's not the biggest loss. Uh, no Federer, he's someone who does very well. And it's just, I think we've just got to get used to it. It's just going to be a new look of tennis, and that's the way it's going to be. And just embrace it, because I feel like eventually... We'll probably be looking back on this photo, say, like 10 years' time. And I think we'll have a little bit, a lot more respect than what we do now for these guys. Well, for sure. And I've noticed there's some people coming out, speaking out against people like Casper Rude and Hubert Hercatch and saying this isn't the level of competition that they want in there. He's won five titles. It's I mean, on merit. You've got to remember. Yeah. It's, on, it's based off what they've done this year. So you can't yeah. take it away from any of them. He's the they first deserve to be there. Well, Hubi Hercatch, the first ever Polish Masters 1000 champion. That's nothing to be sniffed at. And Kasper Rud sort of come out the blue, really, and just won four uh, clay court titles, uh, albeit 250s. And then everyone's saying, oh, he's just a clay court merchant. So he added a hard court tournament on the end in San Diego just to prove that he's not just a... And beating, bear in mind who he beat in the final, uh, Masters champion, Indian Wells champion, Cam Norrie. He bageled him and yeah. did it. 6-2-6-love six, six, in the final. So 
don't think you can say too much negative about Casper Ruud. He's just had a good season. That's yeah. why he's there. No, agreed, mate. Look at Djokovic, though, in the middle. I mean, it's so weird. Yeah. Him, Still I, doing it, isn't he? It's like looking like a, a short guy right in between all of these giants. I mean, see, no, it's, it's only because of the he's been put in between Zverev, Berrettini, Medvedev, and Sissipas. Like, you can see the ones at the end. Next to Rublev, who look well, quite big. as well is still rude. pretty big. Yeah, true. But I think he's still about 6'2", but look, he's <laughs> like the baby brother, isn't he? <laughs> I, think, I think we need to talk about it as well. Out of all of this, all of the looks, which sort of look are you swaying towards the most? Who's the best dressed? I don't know. I quite like Casper Rude's get up. I think it's not too bad. It's fairly cash, but it's like quite smart as well. I'm not too okay. sure on the roll necks, though. I'm not a big roll neck fan. <laughs> Wait, the roll necks are in. Are they? And listen, I'd have to, I'd have to go with Berrettini. I like the Berrettini I knew you the, would. the most. Yeah, I, I, I thought he just looks like he's come out of catalogue for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about uh, the Medvedev look? Is that for you or not? Uh, I don't mind it. It's like a little bit like the. Uh, it, it reminds me of like a high school movie or something from, or a college movie from the US, like a American Pie or something. He's the the like the I don't know. The main, uh, the quarterback for the team or something, walking with the trophy. And Rublev's is a uh, mate who's not really in the picture. There's like there's a big gap between him and the rest of them. What's going on? Did he, has he got, uh, got well, a problem? That cues me on nicely then. So Andre Rublev has spoke about this event and he's saying that he feels there's a bit of distance between him and everyone else in terms of ability. I think he feels like he's there just for the ride. He doesn't actually believe in himself that he can win the event, oh. which I thought was a bit... He didn't use them words exactly, but that's the way you can sort of read into what he said. I know someone's probably got the exact quotes. I don't have them to hand. But he was just saying the likes of Medvedev, Zverev, Tsitsipas, um, they've shown what they're able to do at this level, at this particular event, all winning it before. Um, and he doesn't feel like he's quite there at the moment. Of course, he's going to do his best, but he well, doesn't feel like he's at that level, which I would agree with. Results. I think you've got to be a realist in your tennis career as much as it's good to have... Uh... The, the like the dizzy heights the dizzy dreams he has lost uh four out of his last five Rublev coming into this tournament so he's not in good form that's for sure but he's still he's got a good chance I still think if he turns up and we see some of his actual top tennis he, he's still got uh, an opportunity to to beat somebody remember how close he was here last year against wasn't it against Sitterbass I think he yeah. was match point or something away True, yeah. but then because he lost that one he was completely out of it, but he might have had a chance of going through had he won that because uh, didn't he win the last game? I'm not sure against Dominic's team. Can't remember now. Anyway, but it was a, it was a very entertaining last year, but Medvedev was rampant, dominant. Yeah. So this year, I think everybody... I think it'll be closer. I think it's going to yeah, be closer this year. I think so as well. But it's exciting. Shall I move on to uh, the next slide here? I wanted to go through some of the past winners, if we could. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go on that and then we'll go through some All of the right. other ones. Let's, no, let's go past winners first. Past we usually winners. do on these draw previews. Yeah. Uh, and as I've said, Medvedev, Sissipas, Zverev, they're the three who are still in it, who won uh, the last three. Dimitrov, he's not going to be at the event. That was a bit of a strange final, that one in 2017. Um, yep. Goffin in the final as well. We've not seen anything really like that since. And before that, Djokovic went on a dominant spell, winning four in a row. Andy Murray stopped him from getting number five. Um, but yeah, it's been sort of... Number six, the big, yeah. It's always been the big faces, mate. No, oh. Number six, is it? Yeah, I mean, look at... Uh, no, I mean, number five in a row. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You got it, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting, though, isn't it, that the last five years, well, 
one, two, yeah, the last five years, no one from the big threes won it, which Andy Murray could have been classed as the big four. That was obviously his big year, 2016, where he was really on top of the world. But I think it's quite interesting. Even Djokovic has been in the final as well, yeah. uh, but still not managed to do anything. Uh, and we've got Dominic Team here. He's been in the last two finals. He's not uh, going to be here this year, obviously. Listen, so, mate, looking at this, yeah, this graph, I'm telling you now, I would have picked Team. If he was in this event and relatively fit, I would have probably picked him to win this. Just like sort of reading into the analytics of the event and how he's performed the last few years. He's been very good and a little bit unlucky. You can see how close they were, they were the two finals. Yeah, very Some close. tie breaks sort of settling it. Um, yeah. And that's why I would have picked him had he been in, in this year. But of course, he's not played at all and he's no. not in a good way with injuries and stuff. But that's definitely a fascinating look at some of the past winners. Yeah, definitely. I think it's interesting. Obviously, Djokovic will be going for number six yeah. uh, to try and tie with Roger Federer there uh, to have the, the the most ATP Tour final wins. And that's one of the only things he doesn't have on the on his resume at the moment. He would love to get that, and he's in a good position to get it. So move on to the next one. We've got... Uh, whoop, one sec. Right, so we've got Yusuf yeah. here. So only five point. years ago, none of these players were at the ATP finals except for Djokovic. A new generation has taken over, yet Djokovic's dominance still remains all the same. The Don. <laughs> there he is. And he's like leading him out. <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> well, yeah, he's in the middle, isn't he? So it's uh, quite interesting. Obviously, Medvedev carrying the trophy as the reigning champ, though. Yeah, it's pretty mad that he's just always... He's just a consistent thing, which is always there. Right, the next one. I know this one was quite an interesting one that you sent to me. Uh, I don't Mark... really like it, but I feel like it definitely does bring some controversy and something to oh, discuss. Yeah. And Mark Rosset, obviously, he's um, a Swiss tennis player. He won the Olympics. Um, I'm going to say 92, but I can't remember exactly. Uh, and, and, and he's saying here, at the ATP finals, people want to watch Nadal, Federer, Murray, Wawrinka, not guys who qualified, but winning ATP 250s. Did Rude go far in any of the majors this year or her catch except for Wimbledon semi-finals? Does he have a point? Is this right of him to say this or is he being a bit harsh? I mean, I can see where he's coming from, but we're trying to break into a new era at the moment. You've got to remember that. And unfortunately, like these people aren't, you can't always have Grand Slam champions. We've got like, uh, what do you call it? You've got, Zverev, he's made two Grand Slam semi-finals. You've got Berrettini, who was a Grand Slam finalist. Sissabas, Grand Slam finalist. Um, Herkatch, Masters champion. And Kasper Ruud, we just said, he's just been on a storming run. He's probably the only one he's, you could allude to that he hasn't won high-ranked events. But I think the amount of tennis he's played, that's difficult to do. You can't just win tournament after tournament after tournament and play that many matches and win them. It's not easy still. Your body might give up. His hasn't. And he's here to tell the tale still. So I can see it, but I think you've got to let some other players grow as well. I don't think you can just be harsh on someone. They've worked their socks off to get to this place. Don't cr crush their dream Listen, before it's even begun. The reason why this I don't agree with anything he's saying in this is the fact that this event, to get into it, it's not, a, it's not a case of, oh, you're getting a wild card. You can get in because of this. You've won this or in the past. So you've got history here. It's done purely on how well you perform in the year. So we've been following this race the whole, the whole season. We've always been talking about it on the podcast. And it's quite a fascinating battle to see who gets it. And it's fair. It's 100% fair. It's the, whoever gets the most points. 
Casper Ruud, he elected not to go to the Olympics. Uh, and instead, he picked up a few titles, didn't he? On, was he playing on clay at the time or something? Yeah. And yeah. by doing so, it's allowed him to get into this stage. A fair play to him. <laughs> I think that's smart. I think more players should look, look, at, look at doing stuff like that because he's now been presented with a great opportunity. And not just that, he's also been awesome all year. Yeah. And played some really exciting tennis. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to beat one of these top guys, one of the remaining seven. I don't think he's going to probably advance from the group, but he might get a win. He's had uh, he's had an incredible year. There's so much green on his record, and he's beaten good players as well. He's beaten the likes of Dimitrov, Andy Murray, Cam Norrie, Sissipas, Diego Schwartzman, Chilich. Like the list is endless. Like the amount of players he's actually beaten this year, and that's on hard court. I'm talking about. I haven't even gone to the clay courts yet because he's even better on the clay, and he's beaten. Countless people, anyway. Uh, he did well in Madrid. Uh, obviously, beat Sissipas. They went out to Berrettini, who was the eventual finalist. But this, I think, a little bit hypocritical. Mark Rossett, uh, he's saying, "Oh, did Rude go far in the majors this year, or her catch except the Wimbledon semi-final?" And this is from somebody who only ever made one semi-final in their career. So, I don't mean you can be too hypocritical yeah. on these players when you. It's not coming from a, from a Grand Slam champion, so I don't really understand why he's why he's being so harsh. If I'm honest, the so, Grand Slam doubles champion for the French Open. Yeah, I think we've given him enough limelight now, Mark. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next thing. I don't know if you've got anything about the big three. I think I did send something. It might be the next one. No, next one after that. Yeah, here we go. So total Grand Slam singles won by the field. In the WTA finals, there's four. In yeah. the ATP finals, there's 21. And 20 of them <laughs> are from Djokovic. So obviously only Medvedev winning one. It is very strange. I think there was another one I sent you as well. It's only the second time since all of the... Uh, no more than two of the big three have been in the event. Um, yeah, I, so I, I did send it to you. I don't know if you've got yeah, it there. Let me just... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got it here. Let me just... Uh... It was just gone missing, that one. So since 2000, because this will be able to read it a bit lot better. My mind's not in the stage to be uh, thinking and reading. I'm very, very ill. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Since 2007, at least two two or three of the big three have been present at the ATP finals every year except two, 2016 and 2021. So it is definitely a kind of turning point. I am very sad that Rafa's not there. I do love watching him at this event, although he's never really winning it or getting that far but it, I don't know it just I think we've just got to embrace what it is and I think this is just the way tennis is going to become now I don't think we're ever going to see all of the big three play it nah. and I think we're never I think maybe next year we'll be lucky just to see two of them playing it we'll be very lucky we got yeah. to hope with injuries and different things going on Touchwood, none of them do well oh. Touchwood over there it's, but yeah there's, yeah there's the injuries and then there's the lack of matches probably that then some of them choosing not to play so many so you might not get the points that you need to be able to even get to that tour final you might just be focusing on grand slam titles and the slam race so yeah. i just want to read this out from one of the people in the chat we've got pirino oh. here uh, hey guys i'm in turin to watch tomorrow and monday's matches that's awesome um hopefully Fantastic. you really enjoy it should be fun yeah it'd be really great fun very jealous maybe yeah. i think we will probably go um if not, if next year, maybe not, but maybe the year after. For sure. It's definitely one on the calendar that we're going to have to visit at some point. Go back to your homeland. Uh, this was one we probably should have announced maybe sooner, but these are the groups. I'm mean, sure everybody's aware of them already. Then no fancy names uh, in this tournament. Just going with a green group and a red group on this one. 
So we got in the green group, Djokovic, Tsitsipas, Rublev, and Rude. And in the red group, Medvedev, Zverev, Berrettini, and Hercatch. Mm. Uh, Getting some squid game vibes. Green light, red light. Red light, green <laughs> yeah, light. Maybe that's what they've got. That's why they've gone for it. <laughs> What do you make of those groups? I mean, there's some people shouting fix. <laughs> I don't know how you can say that. But uh, it's. do you think it's tougher for Djokovic or tougher for Medvedev? It's a lot tougher for Medvedev, <laughs> let's be honest. Like Djokovic here has been presented with an extremely easy group. And I don't want to be any... I don't want... I try and not to be disrespectful to them three guys. But Sissipas, the way he's ended the year has not been good at all. No. Um, Same with Rublev. I, I won't be surprised if Rublev or, and Kasper Rud beat him, if I'm honest. He's just not filling me with much confidence at the moment. Of course, he can turn it on. We know he's a quality player, and I'm hoping he can do. But Rublev, he's ended the year in not great fashion. And I think Kasper Rud as well, for him, the occasion could get to him a little bit, like it did with uh, Rublev in the first time. You've got to remember, there's going to be fans back in the stadium. It's yep. an indoor hardcore. We know what that can be like. The Italian fans aren't going to be quiet. It's going to be quite similar to Paris, I feel, if not more, because you're going to have all the music, all of the lights. It's a very daunting atmosphere to be in. And I personally don't think Casper Ruud is going to be used to it at all. He's ne never been in an environment like that. The closest he's been to probably is the next-gen ATV finals with all that lights and stuff. But this is the, the big boys league. This is another level up from that. And I'm hoping he does well. But let's be honest, Djokovic... I think he gets out of that group and walks it in first place at a canter. Yeah, well, it looks very, very uh, likely. Let's let's just put it that way. And the first match of that group is actually Sissipas versus Rublev, the two not-informed guys. Sissipas lost three out of his last four. Well, I don't know if you can count the Poprin one. He just sort of pulled out in the first set, but still goes down as a loss on the record. So it's three out of four he's lost. And... Rublev, like I said before, lost four out of his last five. And the only person he's beaten is Avashka uh, recently. Interesting little stat for those two, though. Last time they played our indoor hard was when Rublev obviously won Rotterdam and Rublev yeah. beat him two sets to love. Yeah, so that was the... And then the next time they played was in Monte Carlo on the clay and then two sets to love the Sitterpass. So They've played a lot and it's always quite close. It's hard to call it... Um... In, in recent meetings, mm. pass. I think he's had a better year, but then he's tailed off a lot towards the end and he's slightly injured as well. So it's a pick him. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> he definitely is carrying some kind of injury. So it's going to be really tough for either of them, any of them three, but it's good. it still makes it quite interesting for the race for second. I think Casper Rudd could be in for, yeah. for a chance. I think, I think so as well. I think out of the four, if you're going based on form, you'd probably say Djokovic, Rude. Yeah. Rublev, I think so as maybe. well. And that's why I hate all this rude slander because, listen, if he gets out of the group, you're going to look like a complete idiot, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah, exactly. All hopefully. the people dissing him, saying he shouldn't be there. Yeah, hopefully that they can prove Mark Rossett wrong. Yeah. So uh, the other group, though, oh, God, I mean, going to get treated to some cracking matches there. Uh, I feel sorry for Medvedev because the weakest person in the group is arguably his toughest match, yeah. which is her catch. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I feel sorry for the balls because yeah. I do <laughs> literally I think it's going to be a very very hard hitting a big serving quick quick matches <laughs> probably in that group I'd say well look what happened last time Medvedev played uh, Zverev he absolutely battered him 
So is that going to happen again, though? I think that this group's going to be the ace group. They're just going to be serving yeah. up aces. It's going to be a really tough one to call. I don't I don't have a clue because, I, like you said, I think you made a good point. Medvedev really struggles against her catch, and he's been drawing him as maybe the easiest player in there, but he's not the easiest for Medvedev, certainly. And no. the Zverev one probably will be his be- easiest match. I think he does well quite well against Zverev, <laughs> yeah, especially in recent meetings. Obviously, just beat him in Paris as well. Berrettini in his hometown, you've got to take that into consideration. Yep. Could he do something special and win this whole group? He, I think he could. <laughs> Well, it's possible. Uh, they've only played twice, Medvedev and Berrettini, and Medvedev won both of them. But in Italy, don't rule anything out, I don't think. I think that Berrettini might live up to this occasion. He's going to be rocking. You know what the Italian fans are like. He's the only one there that they can support, really. So, yeah. and I think we should move on to some of the stats, because I know we've got them Go there. On. Was it the head-to-head one? Yeah. Uh, that's one. Right. Okay. On that one. So it says the 2020 ATP finals, how do they compare? Djokovic is the only player to have either a positive or neutral record against everybody else in this year's draw. Doesn't really That's surprise me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. So let's just have a quick look at this. So you've got the green and red, and that's shown by the groups. And then where it's in blue, I believe that shows the potential where they could play in, say, a semi final. Okay. Or final, I think. But it means they could meet again. So okay. Do of that as you wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if we okay. start on the Djokovic line, you can see, yeah, everything is very favourable. 6-2 yeah. against Sissipas, never lost to Rude, never played Rublev. We're finally going to get that match up. Yeah, finally. Yep. Mate, well, that's why I saw that's some funny, funny memes being sent through in the Discord about Rublev. Will he play Djokovic for the first time or will he just pull out the tournament two buttons, which <laughs> one does he press? So uh, what other ones have we got in here that look interesting? They're quite close to Rublev Sitsipas, like you said, three yeah. to three to four. Uh, Rublev Rude, that's really surprising. It's four love uh, yeah. to, to Rublev. I think that could start changing because they're sort of having, he's sort of having the year that Rublev had last year. I Agreed, know that Rublev yeah. won more 500s, but still... Five tournament wins. Rude's had five tournament wins as well this year. Uh, who else have we got? I think Berrettini's one's quite damning. The fact mm. that he's never been able to beat Djokovic, I don't see that changing at all. If they could meet in a semi, say. Mm. Um, same with Sissipas, not been able to do anything there. He's got the better of Rublev, just about. And with Rude, it's very even. So Berrettini's stats coming into this don't look great. No. Uh, her catch against Djokovic yet again, it's just one-sided. Uh, even against Sissipas, is that a 6-2? Yeah, the 6-2 down to yeah, Sissipas. He's beaten Rublev twice, which I find quite fascinating. Hercatch has got the better of Rublev. And this then is never quite interesting, Rude. though. In his group, though, Hercatch, he has an even record against everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which makes him dangerous because he's, he's already shown he can beat them all on his day. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, yeah. That's really interesting, though. I wasn't aware of that, um, but I am now. Uh, I don't know if the Zverev and Hercatch one's correct because it says one and O here, and it says one and one here. So I think it's one and O actually for Zverev. Yeah, they've only played once. I've just brought it up. So they played once. I think the stats are just a little bit wrong. I've, I've made one of these before and made the same error. So just yeah, uh, yeah. against Zverev it is. He only played once in Madrid in 2019, and it was two one, quite a close one. Okay. Anyway, so moving on to the next graphic. If you just hit that little arrow, Ben. Yeah. 
Let's see what comes up. So Ooh. we have here. Um, so this is ATP finals. So this is their record at the finals. So in the green group, Djokovic, he's played, well, do the maths, what's 38 plus 16? 54. He's played 54 matches at the ATP finals and five titles. He's got 38 and 16 record. Um, and compared to everyone else, it really does stand out, I must admit, because who's closest to him? Probably Zverev, isn't it? Eight and seven. As so does the age, though. That stands out as well. It's 10 years on everybody, pretty much, other than Medvedev. It's nine. He's it's, it's an, he's like another generation of tennis. It's just strange. But as you can see, I've, when Djokovic eventually disappears from that, everyone will probably be the same age or we'll have another youngster yeah. coming in and like an Alcaraz maybe yeah. or a Sinner or someone like that fill in the last spot. That'd be exciting. Might be next year. Uh, looking down there though, I think Zverev's won. He's, he's got a title, but yeah, he's eight wins, seven losses. Medvedev's won. Remember how crazy what his one's made up of though is the first time he played the World Tour Finals, he lost every single match and had a Norton three record. The last time he played it, he won every single yeah. match. And so now this, he's yeah. five and three, which is quite interesting. So Medvedev, in theory, is the most on form in this event because he's five in a row as we speak. So we're counting through the matches here for him. He's going to be guy. he's going to be really tough to beat. Um, Very. Berrettini, he did win a match here uh, in 2019, but went out in the round robin. And that's the same with Rublev, but he did that the year after. And then the two debutants, Kasper Ruud Herkatch. If you had to say out of them two, who do you reckon would go further out of the debutants? Who's going to have a better ATP finals in their first try? That's really tough, actually, to say. It is a because, tough question. Because initially, I would just go straight away and just say, oh, I think Rude. But then I look at Herkatch and I think, well, I think he could trouble all of the... He's won a Masters this year. He's not... He's not any schmuck anymore, I think. And he's obviously beaten Medvedev this year as well. And it's, it's an inch. I think it'd still be rude because I still think this occasion might get to her catch a little bit as well. I'm not sure how he might handle this That's either. Point, yeah. uh, and but rude is the youngest. Yes, he is. And her catch only lost to Djokovic in three sets, really. Very close. But I don't know. It's very tough to say. I'd go rude just because on Sissipas's and Rublev's form. That's I'm going to go her catching. I think he's going to live up to the occasion. He likes playing the big matches, and we've seen it already with Masters titles. Grinds um, it out, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, that Masters title he got in Miami. <laughs> yeah. So you're going based upon uh, the reason and, and his of... age as well. That well, little yeah. bit older. I think he's going to be mentally a little bit stronger than Rude at the, on this big stage. Yeah, you're going based upon his positives. I'm going based upon other people's negatives in the yeah. group. So uh, I'm based. He's quite off. calm as well. Listen, he beat Federer at Wimbledon. I know it's not the real Federer, but you still that's a tough thing to do with the whole crowd going against can, you. Yeah, I know. So he, he can deal with adversity, and I think he can spoil a party. Whether that's the Medvedev, Zverev, or Berrettini party, I think he can still do it. He's going to be confident, and I'd watch out for Hubi. He's got that Polish power. So next uh, arrow. Next arrow. Oh, this is a 250s, 500s, Masters, Grand Slam, Olympics a table. Yeah, so this how. is this season. And as you can see, there's three players with five titles, Djokovic, Rude and Zverev. You'd have to say 
it's got to be Djokovic, of course, with the, well, with the most impressive, with three of them being Grand Slams. Yeah, and ridiculous. one Masters and one 250. But I, I think looking at it, um, Medford Evel, of course, had a great year. He's had a Masters title, a Grand Slam, two 250s, and Zverev with that Olympic title as well. Um, yeah. That's been great for him. Two Masters yeah, taking the him most up Masters to... as well. Yep, taking him up to five in total, I believe, now for Zverev, which is really good for him. Two 500s as well, just got them under his belt. Vienna one in there. Berrettini, what did he grab? He grabbed one in Belgrade against Karatsev and then Queens. That was his other one, wasn't it? Yeah, I've just noticed her catches. The table is slightly wrong. I think that one should be in the Masters and not in yeah. 500. Yeah, it um, seems whoever was making these tables of screwing they run out of energy. No, they just run out of energy. <laughs> they got through it and they thought, oh, Herc, I'll just put his one anywhere. But, um, <laughs> Every time yeah, they get, I, to I didn't notice it. The, the Masters one that should be, yeah, there. yeah, that's correct. Yeah, he definitely has a Masters. You saw the intro; it yeah. was in Miami, uh, where he beat Yannick Sinner in that final, becoming the first ever Polish player or on the men's side to win a Masters one thousand event. But Rublev, there only one title this year. We had so many yeah. the year before, and only one five hundred. It it's had to be over five hundred if he was to win one as well. Yeah, and it's interesting that 500 that he did win. Uh, I tried to add in a little bit of the thing at the beginning just because that was his fourth consecutive ATP 500 title in tournaments he'd played in. So each one he'd entered, he'd won for four in a row. So that's come to an end now, but it was pretty impressive at the time. It seemed like it was the 500 club only for Rublev, but fell off. To the back end of the year, though, a little bit, unfortunately. Hopefully he doesn't uh, allow that to affect his confidence coming into this event. I think he's reduced his expectations by the sounds of what you said, which is probably a good thing. All right, let's move on to... Is this the... Do we already have this last one? Yeah, I believe we did. Right. I think we need to get on to some predictions then, mate. I'll bring the groups up. Here we go. Right, predictions Sorry, I, time. I was on mute. I was talking on mute. You didn't even tell me. Oh, I didn't know you were talking. I thought you were just doing something in the background. No, no, no it's all good. Uh, prediction time. We'll do it in the usual fashion. First and second, who we think is going to get through, and then semis and obviously the ultimate winner. The first group, the green group, it's easy for me. Djokovic wins the group. I'm certain of that. Yeah. Yep. Um, are you going to go that. the same? Yeah, I'll go the same. I think he wants this. And second place... It's tough, really tough. That's one of the toughest choices of this whole thing. I'm going to go Casper Rude just to mix it up, just for something a bit shocking. And I'm going to go for something even more shocking. I'm going to go Rublev. Ooh. I'm going to have Djokovic and Rublev coming out of the group, my number one and two. And in the second group, so the red group, yep. I'm going to go Medvedev to win the group. I think it's a safe bet. I would go the same. And... I'm gonna have. Hmm. I know. This is this is a real, real, real tricky one. I don't actually know. Part of me wants to say Perrottini <laughs> as like a bit of a wild card option, but his record against them guys don't look good at all. Nah, it's not good. Um, I, I think I'm gonna go Zverev. I think it's safe, but I think he can beat Berrettini. And... So you're gonna go Medi and Zverev? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm. I'm gonna go the same. I'm gonna go Medi and Zverev. Um, I'm really close to doing her catch, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go Medi and Zverev. 
which would mean I get Medvedev, Rublev and Djokovic, Zverev. So, yeah, so I have Medvedev, Rude and then Djokovic, Zverev as well. And ultimately, I'm going to probably do what a lot of people will yeah, be doing. I'm going to have, this, I'm going to have Djokovic beating Zverev, and I'm going to have yeah. Medvedev beating Rublev. So I'm going for the number yeah. one, the number two. They've been training together all week on these courts. They've just played a final in Paris, and I think they're going to be playing another final here, and it's going to be the Djokovic-Medvedev final. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it going any other way. The only person who might be able to throw a spanner in the works is Hubert Hurkacz, I think, to prevent Medvedev maybe doing it. Mm. But I just think he's got the experience now, Medvedev. I don't see him slipping up or letting the occasion get to him, whereas I think the others might. And mm. he'll want to get revenge back on Djokovic again. Well, So you're going to go for that same final. Do you yeah, have the same well, winner as me, though, Ben? Probably not, because I reckon you'll probably be shying towards your man. I'll be shying towards mine. And I'm going to say that Djokovic wants another record. This year, he is the record-breaking Djokovic. He's going to take another record. He's going to get another, well, a sixth ATP Tour Finals and uh, end the year just with a nice little tick in another box. Are you not worried about a semi-final against Zverev? He has yeah, struggled yeah. against Zverev in best of three. Obviously, losing the in the Olympics recently as well. It's just part of me. I saw a change in Djokovic in that Paris tournament. He was fresh. He was ready. He was full of new ideas, full of great tactics. I just don't think that was the same Djokovic in the Olympics or in the U.S. Open. I think we saw a tired Djokovic. I was I wasn't at liberty to actually want to say he was tired at the time because I thought he could do anything. I thought he was Superman. I realized he's not Superman. He's actually a human being that can tire. So I think he's fresh now. And I think he wants he wants records. So I think he does it. I think he beats him again. It'll probably be three sets, but I think he beats Medvedev. I think it's going to be a battle we're going to see for so many years, Medvedev Djokovic. And this is going to be another edition of it in the final again. I think mm -hmm. Medvedev takes the title, though. I think he's going to get the back-to-back the -back here. He's going to have learned a little bit, I feel, from that last match he played in Paris. And I think he's going to change his game a little bit. And ultimately, Djokovic is going to try and come to the net and volley as much as possible. Medvedev knows he's going to be doing that. So I think yeah. he's going to work out a way to beat it. And I think that's what we're going to see here in the Nitto ATP finals. So I'm going to have Medvedev to win in a very close uh, three sets, but that's going to be the, the case. Uh, so roll on uh, the Nitto ATP finals. Let's have predictions. Yeah, exciting times, mate. Yeah, if you haven't already, guys, make sure hit the like on the video, subscribe if you're new. Uh, we're going to be trying to bring you as many watch-alongs as we can throughout the week. I know some of them are lunchtimes, some of them are evenings. Yep. But, yeah, we'll be bringing it. Just keep your ear to the ground, hit the bell notification, and you will get notified every time we do go live. So just excited to see it kick off now. The first yep. matches will be... Medvedev Hercatch doesn't start any better than that. Then we got Zverev Berrettini. They're both tomorrow. And then uh, on the Monday, we have Djokovic Rude, followed by Sitipas Rublev. Lovely. Let's wrap it up there. Uh, apologies, you have, to, you have to look at this today and my voice, but the best we could do. Um, if you haven't already, hit the like button on the video, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you very soon for Adkaraz Korda.
See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.